0: your turn to oh is it for me consider yourself fired why are you winking at me consider yourself fired hello and welcome to the jt and drew show i'm jt and i'm drew and we're two nobodies talking about nothing. nothing consider yourself fired
1: well uh welcome back to the show jt
0: yeah hey thanks for having me on the drew show i uh, really appreciate it bud
1: yeah, man. Anytime. Anytime. You know, uh, you're always welcome. Just uh, don't
0: overstay your welcome. Uh, I think I think last time I did because I uh, popped a cot in the uh, back room over here and uh, the secretary lady was like, uh, we need you to leave now. Yeah, she's the cleaning
1: lady. That's racist. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Hey, I upgraded her pay, right?
1: Hey, speaking of upgraded pay, I heard you uh, got a guest on the show this
0: time. I didn't come through with that. Uh please don't fire me. Sounds about right. Uh but I heard from a little birdie that you got somebody to replace my somebody. Uh which little birdie told you that? Um I fired. Oh. Uh then it wasn't a little birdie, it was a little
1: wormy. We do have a guest. What? Uh, with a with a T on the end of it. Guest.
0: Ooh, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So
1: this one's a little fancy. Uh, some might even call him a little bougie Ooh! Um, but he's coming all the way From the north side of town
0: What? Yeah I can't believe you associate yeah. with anybody on that side of town
1: For those of you that know Hashtag you know if you know <laughs> if, if you know um, But yeah so he's coming all the way from the north side of town um, You know just a, a, a real big city guy uh, Grew up in Mississippi He's He's got uh, military background, he's got a um, church background, uh, he's got just a huge following. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not doing it justice, we'll let him
0: introduce himself. Alright, well, get him on the show, man. Yep, yep, here he is.
2: Uh, welcome everybody, it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson visiting with you today. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, is the baldness that kind of... Uh...
0: It's bright, it's very yeah, bright. We're gonna have Dwayne. to turn the lights down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, I want to be uh, just upfront with you guys how grateful I am to be invited to the uh, domestic abuse podcast because if those of you can't see, uh, JT obviously is wearing a wife beater and you know, whatever happened behind you, the blind situation, I'm calling 911, something <laughs> happened in hey, the room. As you can and tell, um, I also have the white
0: trash cardboard box. To let the sun stay on the outside of it.
2: Well, at least it's not aluminum foil because that (laughs) would have been as (laughs) redneck as you could go.
0: I was going to do that this winter, was told not too long ago
2: that we are not doing that. So that is no longer an option. Oh, was that like your multiple personality telling you that? Or was that, you know, your significant (laughs) other? Okay. Um, Yeah.
0: We don't talk about these things on the air. It
2: might have been it was your daughter because it might have been your daughter telling <laughs> me so that. Which depends. one? The second one's Which starting to go. one.
0: Which <laughs> one? And for our viewers, this is why we don't post videos. This is a good reason. Good reason to not post videos.
2: I think that the I think the next level for you guys is to go full Glenn back and actually do the podcast, but have the video. I'm telling you, you're missing so much in translation here. I won't uh, take my shirt off for free. I, you know, mm. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. You know, because the Grace. tattoo
0: is sacred, and for I can't about six just weeks. be popping this thing Mm-mm. out for everyone mm-hmm. to see.
2: Well, I'm like I said, I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks
0: for yeah, well, coming. We're I'm glad really that you glad were uh, we're able to make it and uh, yeah, shave out some this time. This is
2: awesome. Uh, my, you know, I I tiptoed out of the home. I put the boy, we put the boys down around eight o'clock, mm-hmm. and uh, and my wife turns them to a pumpkin around nine. So this was kind of like this is definitely outside of the realm of our everyday. Yeah, I don't usually cut out of the house to go do this. This is totally different. So, so he awesome. snuck well, out. Thank his, you. Is what he's I really saying. appreciate you. I'm glad, gr- great to be here. I, I'm, I love, you know, talking about stuff. And I hear we've got some really exciting topics to talk about tonight. Oh yeah. I uh, really? Um, I mean, I can just. Uh, I'm so
0: I'm stoked to yeah. talk about these. I'm topics. stoked.
2: There's so many
1: topics. Uh there's you, so many topics. We're gonna have to use scotch tape.
2: Um, th- that's too far. But okay. Uh. Just, uh... I think, no, I think, one, if I we're going to do this, if we're going to have this, and we don't even know what we're t- talking about, I want the pipe. Can I have the pipe? I think the pipe is necessary. I feel like... Give the man the pipe. <laughs> elementary, my dear Watson. If you can't, if you're listening and you can't see him, actually, I have an actual pipe pipe. Corn crop pipe.
0: Wow, you know, wow,
2: wow, oh, <laughs> uh, well, I, won't I mean, don't I mean, don't get me going into my impersonations because I can do that stuff. Ah, did not have, I'm not gonna go that far. Sorry, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, please don't. You know, okay, so a- hey, boys and girls, I'm booing cool. <laughs> you know, I can go. Wow. I can go pretty far,
1: you know. Speaking of uh, impersonations, I hear uh, you're you're getting ready to, oh, be a certain character. Oh, I'm
2: donning the mask. Yeah, I'm on the Mask Singer coming up this next season. Not true. I'm actually we, um, our church, Transformation Church, we are going to be in the twenty twenty one Christmas parade, mm-hmm. and I am um, going to be donning the Grinch garb hey nice the grinch garb i am be wearing the grinch the suit the whole santa thing it's gonna be killer that's amazing uh,
0: congratulations do you have a a uh ebenezer on your float because if you don't an ebenezer well, i turn into the best ebenezer around this time frame because humbug, i am not big on holidays
2: Ebenezer, Ebenezer.
0: You're more uh, of a of a festivus guy, huh? Look, listen here, JD. college boy. I don't know what these big words mean. I don't have Google. Up wow. Right now.
2: Okay, so what's your aversion to the holidays? What's that about?
0: I'm just not a fan. There's a lot of pressure, and uh, you know, because you got to get a gift, and if their gift overpowers your gift, then you feel like really obligated to go out and get them another gift outside it's, of Christmas realm. It's the thought. No, It's the thought that it's counts. Not. But that's not how people think these days. That's how they used to think. Oh, wow. Hey, thanks for
2: this popsicle no. stick
0: of Rudolph. Here's you a have roll, uh, Rolls l- Royce. Listen. Listen, Why? you
2: have the, the greatest out. If there was ever an argument like you're talking about right now, you have the greatest out in the history of history to be able to throw at anybody who comes back at you with, that's a sucky gift. I'm telling you, it's the supply chain issue. Listen, oh. all you got to do is say, I had a better gift for you, but it's on a boat off the coast to somewhere. Okay? And just, and that's, that's it. That's
0: you it. know You know what my normal, my, my normal, uh, go to answer is, you know, I have a better gift for you, but it is still on the rack at the store and I just didn't buy it.
2: Well, you know, you, you could go that route that makes you sound cheap. If you go the other route and just say it, I, I really did put some thought into it. But, but, old brandon, oh sorry Biden, uh <laughs> Let's go. wouldn't you know let it in I'm gonna get into politics, it just happened Wait, no you, you doing could throw that, that out I you because doing then. that
1: impersonation
2: what act like a dead corpse that's uh. that's a really tough impersonation <laughs> yikes
1: you know, you, could just say that, you could just say that it's lost with the uh u s p s you know mail and uh you are going to follow up on the tracking number uh the one. Oh,
0: you youspis. yeah
2: tracking see, number 1 I
0: don't uh, I've used that a couple times in my day uh not a fan all right so you're saying it's it's the pressure i don't much care for the holidays um there is a secret to it but because i said secret you can't know about it
2: Mm, i'm really good at keeping secrets do you have a a clearance to hold that technically as a pastor i'm bound by confidentiality but we are on a public podcast so i can't really
1: (laughs) that's okay i'll i'll turn my volume down
2: Uh, (laughs) wink 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 (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah hey yeah free confidentiality clause here tonight on the jt and drew show so yeah free confident confidentiality made public please tell us your secrets you know, um, no. Seriously, a lot of people like yourself uh, come to this time of the year, and the holidays do m- do more to spook them than Halloween. I mean, seriously, like oh, yeah. Christmas, Thanksgiving. There's more of a stigma. Uh, because you're, you're expected, there's an expectation mm. at holidays. Sure. There's is. an expectation. Christmas party, the work Christmas party, heck, the church Christmas party. We've been, we, we've been talking about that. What are we going to do? And we came up, JT, if you don't mind me going down this rabbit hole, we came up with this idea and we're still not sure we're going to do it, but we thought about it. And that's for the Christmas party instead of doing Dirty Santa. Right? Which is what you do. Well, White uh, elephant. White elephant, dirty Santa, whatever. You steal the gift and all that stuff. And that's a fun game to play. But instead, since we're like, you know, a religious organization, we're trying to better the community, how about instead of spending five bucks on something cheap at the Dollar Tree, buy a set of gloves or a hat or a scarf and bring it and put it under the tree so we can give it away for our, um, our Christmas outreach this year. You know, it's like,
0: is that not better? That's a lot better. Yeah. Except, I have people in my life,
2: and they like things too. Well, no, no. I'm being specific to the Christmas party. But oh yeah, if, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. no. Definitely. You know,
2: yeah. You could always hand them a gift and say, "Hey, I bought you a gift." Not because I care about you, but because you would have been mad if I had given this money to the poor. Here's your Christmas gift. Yeah, five dollars. Uh,
0: Cracker Barrel card.
2: You know what? $5 a Cracker Barrel, that'll get you some gravy. Grits. Oh, yeah. Grits, gravy. That'll get you the mashed potatoes and gravy.
1: You could tell him, hey, I was going to get you something, but I had to fill my tank up just
2: to get here. Oh, dude, no. He (laughs) just released 50 million gallons of the reserve today. I I
1: heard he was just complaining about, you know, the reason why our gas is so expensive is because the Middle East isn't producing it quick enough.
2: Nah, get off my lawn! That's basically yeah. what's after, going on After here. it that's was, let uh, uh, me shut all
1: ours down, and then complain about them not doing it.
2: Wow, talk about a left turn there, jerk. <coughs> so, um...
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, so the holidays. Okay, some people like it, some people don't. The uh, Festivus Rest... rest Not restaurant. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, reference. Outlanders? Oh.
2: Reference was from uh, Seinfeld. Okay. I'm not as versed on that as. uh, Sorry. I'm not as versed. In the Seinfeld world, if you took me down to the office, I'd be a little bit more keen on what the references are. Seinfeld is, a, you know, I get the boom, 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 yeah. or no soup for you, or I was in the pool. You know, I got yeah. those, you know, yeah. like, I know yeah. those, but if you get me farther in, I, I, I'm lost. So there's uh, <clears throat> one of the characters, George,
1: who is best, best character is very ever. much, not necessarily against Christmas, but he's, he's, he's not for celebrating. You know, he's very much uh, uh, like a cross between a Grinch and a Scrooge. He's just, nah, eh, it's not for me.
2: That's a terrible cross, but yeah, go ahead.
1: Yep. Uh, glad he didn't dress. Cross dress. No kidding. <clears throat> um, but <laughs> anyway, so wonderful. he celebrates and introduces Festivus. It is the holiday for the rest of us. <laughs> Festivus for the rest of us.
2: Okay. Okay,
1: I mean, look, look. So, like, if you don't do Christmas, Kwanzaa, whatever, fill in the blank, insert, you know, holiday here or, or tradition or whatever, that's what that idea represented.
2: Okay, well, and I think that's okay. I don't. That, that's just the thing. And I've had this—I have a friend who—we had this conversation about Christmas in December, which is celebrating the birth of Christ— there's a lot of other stuff going on, the 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 actual uh, the other holidays are going on during that same time, but there's no there's zero proof that that's the time Jesus was born, and you know he was more born in July or something to that effect, you know. So this is all this is now at least is a pure marketing campaign for money. Like it's it's a it's just the way it is because you got to have something you got to spread this out all year long. Right, because you kick it off with Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, and then you move into July Fourth, and then or Easter. Holy smokes, Easter's, and then (laughs) I said the S on it, Easter's, and then July Fourth, and then what? Thanksgiving, then Christmas, and they had to spread this stuff out because people want to make money, and oh, we can't put.
1: Yeah, you can't tap them out too soon.
2: You can't put. Can't celebrate Jesus' birth. In July because it coincides with Independence Day and we won't get as much money. So that's all this is, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so I don't think that I think it's 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 capitalism or capitalism, uh, like right?
1: You're your turning Chinese over there. What's
2: uh? What's uh, What's going I on? think that's a layer of it. I don't think it's the only thing. Okay. All right. Well, I'll let you
0: with the layer. Gotcha. <laughs> I'll,
2: I'll, it's hilarious. I'm layer happy of it. with the layer.
0: It's it's um. It's a way for the Catholic Church to sell a new religion to the people who are already celebrating um, whatever they were celebrating during this time. So, like for the Norse or Vikings, they were cutting trees down and putting them in their house and uh, celebrating the what rebirth of of w- the world,
2: which we're all glad they did. My yes. wife very excited about the Christmas tree. That's amazing. Speaking so, oh, oh I'm sorry,
0: go ahead. Just <laughs> saying. So you know, and then. Um, whatever that council was, they had in Rome, where they were like, oh, the holidays will be on this day and that day and this day and." This oh day. yeah, totally. You know, it's it's a wonderful
2: discussion to have, and I'm just gonna I'm leaving it there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely right though. But uh, listen, the reality of all of this, whether I'm celebrating Kwanzaa or Christmas or independence day or whatever it means everything boils down to one thing it's the motivation of the heart it's the motivation of the person who is celebrating it you know you can you can you can people wail they will jesus wasn't born in december and for those people who are celebrating christmas and to me it says i could care less it doesn't matter what matters is is my motivation for how i celebrate that particular part of my faith. Okay. So right. if you're over here and you know, you you, you uh you do the, the the menorah, you're Jewish, you know, and that's your motivation is heart, is love and 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 in in reflection towards God. Family. Motivation of the heart. It matters. Okay? That's that's yeah. part of my, my, my layer. There's another layer. Say a layer there's another layer.
1: There was a a wise man once said it's it's not what Someone does it's why they do
2: it. No, you're right. Motivation is very important, it is. So, let me ask
0: you this: What is your definition of because Drew and I we've had this conversation before? Mm-hmm. Uh, between and and help me if I'm if I'm getting it wrong, what's the difference between faith and what was the other one, Drew? You got to help me out, man difference between faith and religion oh okay faith and religion
2: now religion religion if you want to use that term can be construed as a a man created organization that has created a pomp or circumstance, or traditional outlook on how they live their faith. Um, Faith is not a super spiritual thing. It doesn't have to be. It's rooted in physics, okay? Part of faith is I'm sitting in this chair. I know, and I have faith to believe that the chair Drew put down is going to support my weight, okay? There is a level of faith and we all have to embody, and we have to walk it. Whether you say you're a Christian or you have some spiritual side to you or not, faith is involved in everything, okay? We do. I drive down the road and, in faith, believe the guy on the other side of the, the street's going to stay in his lane, okay? That's faith. You're taking that on faith. So, But when it comes to using that term faith in a spiritual sense, faith is all about how you view God. How you view your walk with God, whether it's whether you're Jewish, whether you're a Christian, whether you're a Catholic or Protestant, and it doesn't, you know, faith is a word used to embody your outlook, your view on how you you walk your, your Christian walk out, or your Catholic walk out, or your whatever it is.
1: Um, yeah, I think, a, I think another good word to kind of encapsulate all that would be relationship. Mm-hmm. Faith is the relationship, like you said, in whichever walk that is mm-hmm. that you have in your faith. Um, whereas the religion is the man-made, like you said, the, the set of rules. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna don't
2: get me wrong. <clears throat> a set of rules. Let's change the, fin- the the vernacular a little bit there. Guardrails. Okay, Um, there are people out there who are walking down a path that without guardrails would be off the side of the bridge like tomorrow. You know what I mean? But with a consistency, you see this and I'm not. Listen, please hear me. I'm not trying to call people who have a set of what they do at church or whatever as people who have a problem. I'm using it as an example. Please hear this. So all of you are listening, okay? But addicts who go to a self-help, or not self-help, a 12-step program type of situation, they go every week. Some people go every day, every night. They'll go to a thing. They have a program. They have a thing they do. They have something every single day they do, and it keeps them on the straight and narrow. It keeps them from falling into using or whatever it may be. And it keeps the guardrails up and pointing them down the right direction. Religious activity can act in the same way. We talked earlier jokingly about holidays and about motivation, right? That's huge. That's huge for how you do it. I know people who go to a Catholic, you know, mass, and they're checking a box, they leave there, and their life is not different at all than somebody else on the street. I'm just being honest. They do it because they feel like it's their religious activity and duty, and I did the deed. Then you have other people who, they go through those, they use the uh, rosaries, they, they kneel, they pray, they take communion. It's a part of their faith. It's a part of their guardrail, to keep them moving forward towards what they feel God's calling it. And this all goes back to right here. You can't see it because the microphone here, it's this. Yeah. Okay. And I like your, I like your word on relationship. Like I, I have a very, very intimate relationship with this chair right now.
0: That's really good. And I'm glad you have uh, the faith in letting Drew give you the right chair. Yeah. To sit in. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm glad he has the faith to
2: sit in okay. the same room. So you, you, <laughs> alone. Well, there's the there's that, rolling, but, right? but, but listen, you know, I'm, look, I'm a pastor. So I like the analogy. You know what? I, I, uh, I walk by faith every single day. Who gave me the chair? Christ gave me the chair. I trust Christ. He put me in this position. He put me in whatever situation I'm in. I trust him. The chair is supported because I'm supported on him. You know what I'm saying? That's my life. And um, I, I live by faith and not by sight. That's what the scripture would have to say. So it would be easy for me to look at that chair and go, mm-mm. And for Christ to go, you can trust me. Have faith. I have faith in the one who built the chair. Eh, to me, that's Christ for me, personally. Yeah, you
0: know? and that's great.
2: I love it. Yeah, that's good.
0: That's good stuff. So so as you said you're a pastor. Right? Yeah. And and when we introduced you, you were like, hey, it's the rock. And everybody <laughs> went crazy. <laughs> uh but you are Pastor Michael, correct? Yeah. All I right. Am. And so how many so I have a question. How many times uh a day. No, no. Let's say a month. How many times a month if somebody comes out and is like, "Oh my gosh, you are Pastor Michael." How many times does your conversation lead down the religious path instead of the "Hey, how's your family doing? How's uh, how's
2: this?" No, because I think that here here's the here's the thing you got to understand when I when people say pastor to me, 9 times out of 10, the conversation doesn't go down some super spiritual path. Because my job isn't just to feed the sheep with God's Word. It's to shepherd the sheep. And that involves, how's it going at work? How's your wife? How are the kiddos doing? Um, Sometimes, I'm not pulling out Peter, James, and John. Every single time I talk to somebody and they recognize me as Pastor Michael. It doesn't have to be that way.
1: Well, and I I can say from my experience in uh, dealing with you, dealing with me yeah, oh yes hmm, how do i reward that uh, um, you don't and wow. i'm going to commit to that wow. statement <clears throat> wow. and just keep digging um hey, but he's uh, listening, by the I, way. I can attest to you know it's it's not a uh it's not all show right like okay like you were saying earlier checking the boxes okay let me ask how their day was. How's the job going? How's the family? Cool. I hit all those marks. Next person. Hey, how's your family? How's your job? All right. Next person. I mean, there'd be random times where it's like, Oh, Hey, do you guys want to go do this? Sure. You know, or, Hey, um, I heard you were sick in XYZ, you know, we brought over some soup or we, you know, is there something we can do whatever? And it's not, well, he's, obligated to do it because somebody asked him and he's a pastor, you know, so there's, there's a whole, I'll go back to relationship, Mm -hmm. um, that takes place, uh, at least with you, you know, in, in our church, um, that maybe some people don't experience at other places, but that's how it is here. And I can see that, that difference. It's more, um, it's, it's real it's genuine. Mm-hmm. it's not a, a facade or hey I'm a got a mega sized congregation and you know which we don't you'll see me it's coming after the worship band plays and then after that after the sermon you don't see me anymore because no, I I'm hate a that commodity.
2: This is two things this is two things I hate pastors who roll in right at the end of worship and roll out on the last worship song. yeah like where did he go? That drives me a little bit honest. I know for some churches that are larger, I get it because he'll get accosted, you know, at the door. And and even myself, when I have somebody else pray and I run to the, the door to kind of, as people are exiting and saying, hey, thanks for being here, love you guys, how can I pray for you? It's impossible because I can't just high-five everybody going out the door. People want to stop and talk to me, and I miss people as they go by. It's really challenging. I can't even imagine a, a, a church of, like, even you hope which is 500 uh having the chuck being able to com- uh, accommodate that you know what i mean right. as much as i want to <clears throat> and he's
1: another one too uh and i know he's kind of been a mentor for you yeah um but i mean he he's so down to earth and and very approachable yeah he's
2: just, I, I think pe- people people see this i grew up with this not my dad my dad was always real but i would always see this in like circles of Different pastors, and we go, hey Pastor John, would you please pray? And he he's like, yeah, sure, I'd love to love to pray over the of the of the uh, you know meal. And he would be like, Heavenly God of the universe, we're horror. I'm like, what the what what is that? <laughs> like, did are you putting on a show for God right now? Or are you just telling me how good you can pray? That's but what I, I'm used to. I mean, well, no, but yeah, but you you see me. Those of you listening or, or people who know have seen me on the platform, I just, is me. Yep. I can't be anything else. I get excited, okay, but that's in me because my dad, my dad's, he's an evangelist, and I get a little pumped up. But, y'all, I'm just, I'm, Christ was so relatable to people. That was the thing. He was so relatable to people. And, and this is not from the pastoral. This is not from the priest. This is not from the clergy. This is to every single person who calls himself a believer and who represents Christ. Y- you just got to be you. Yeah. I mean, I'm being serious. That's really what it boils down to. Because let me tell you what. People who are lost and people you're trying to connect with or show love to, they can spot a phony a million miles away. They just can and you just got to be real. I, I, with all the flaws. Listen, I have so many flaws. You guys see my hairline right now. Many flaws. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've got Austin Powers teeth. Yeah, baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm flawed. I'm just a guy, and God called me. He called me to preach and to love on people and to shepherd people. Uh, and and that's just like anybody else who's listening. You're flawed. You don't feel good enough. You don't have the right uh, X Y Z. It doesn't matter if you've got Christ inside of you and you love people. Be you, and let that lifestyle point people to to Christ and faith. So, anyway, my rant over.
0: Wonderful. It was a good rant. Um, I have yeah. another question. Uh, ooh ooh, me in the back. Um, yes, she
2: wife uh, domestic wife Peter. What's up? <laughs> Um actually, I have
0: a comment, and then I have a question um All I right. one time saw a phony, uh but then drew took my binoculars out of my glove box, and I haven't seen that phony since uh next is um <laughs> what 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 motivates you in and this is a two part what motivates you um every day to get up and just be you, and then what motivates you? to keep doing what you're doing because to me that's two different motivations i can yeah. wake up my motivation is to kick my kids out of the house on time to get on the bus but then i have right. to i have to be motivated to get my rear end into my truck and not cry while i go to work <laughs> <laughs>
1: you and me <laughs> both
0: <laughs> yeah and catch catch drew on the uh on the old cb breaker breaker one nine that's that's if I rolled out okay so
2: time. the first question is my motivation just to get up period out my second bed. motivation yeah what? just get out of bed um uh, I can give you right some here, I could give you some really crazy super spiritual thing like that's when not my what feet I want. Hit, I want feet hit the you. ground. Yeah, I'm, I wake up knowing that I'm going to have the greatest cup of coffee in the world yeah. once I get out of the shower. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, the, there's a couple of things the military helped me with tremendously. I can wake up on a dime. I can wake up pretty much any time on a dime. If I know I've got to be up for a 5 a.m. flight at 4 o'clock or three three 345, my alarm goes off, I just stand straight up. You know what I'm saying? Like... That's there was, that's creepy. I know. There's some things that just built <laughs> built into me. I can just do it now. Do I sluggishly get out of the bed in the morning? Yes, of course. But so there's some of that instinctive get up. Uh, what motivates me is if if I don't get up, listen, you want me to be real? Let's do if it. If I don't if I don't get up on when my alarm hits at seven fifteen is when I normally hop up, uh, and if I don't move as quickly as possible, the boys will beat me to, to the to the bathroom. They will Ooh. beat me to they will beat me to the bedroom. And once they're in the room, it's really hard to get in to, I gotta get in the shower. And yeah. they've got they're all piling on us and they're you know, I'm just like, I gotta get where I gotta go. So I just have this thing. I get up, I know when the alarm goes off. Um it's a soft iPhone alarm. Yes.
1: So do you 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 Coffee then shower? No, no, shower, no,
2: no, coffee. no! I hit the shower first. Really?
1: Yeah. Even before you make your mess.
2: What mess are you talking about? Your post coffee. The one
0: mess. of the S's.
2: Oh, what are you talking about?
1: Not showering, not shaving, but oh, that doesn't
2: happen till way later in the day. Oh, oh okay. my god, that's deep not deep part control. of my process. It's kind of okay, colon okay. of a twenty-year-old. I'm over Can here, eighty years old, going sip oh, of coffee. Oh no! You know. no but that's the thing no see you shower sh- you know trim whatever shave dress get go have coffee and then kiss everybody at the table because by the time 8 25 rolls around when i'm rolling out they've already started school they're already homeschooling oh okay yeah, yeah. i kiss everybody at the table i take my coffee which is nat go cup and i go to the church and i pray for an hour and during my hour of prayer is when things start working and then i gotta be like okay I'm gonna go to the throne room, Hmm. the other throne room. That's uh, Drew's
0: office. I was told. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So really,
2: really, what wakes me up and what gets me? What's my motivation for going? Obviously, is like I, I, I'm a doer. I don't like just sitting around. Like, I mean, this week has been a little lighter because it's been the week of Thanksgiving coming up. I took less office hours, but I'm still like, I'm folding laundry. You know. Because Carolyn's working, she's editing photos, and, and she's working, and I'm not working, so I'm going to do something to help. Is that all the time? No, I watched a lot of Star Trek today, okay? That's great. A lot That's of Star doing Trek. Doing something. But doing something is a motivation. I like to do things. I'm just being honest. Yeah. I like doing stuff. Yeah. Um Now, what's my motivation for continuing pastoring? No. Is that what your question is?
0: No, just continuing life you know what what continues to keep going forward
2: look, i look i can't it's it sounds super spiritual but really my passion for for god is so a driving force and i would say it's like number 1 number 2 because so many things interact with that because my my that intersection of christ and the work he has for me to do is, it's an intersection that lines up with my love for my wife and my family my children you know uh and and our life together there is so much of that driven by my love for god because my love for job my, my love for god informs my love for my wife my kids my family my passions my calling all that jazz that's just how that's why i do what i do um, because we're to do all things, right? Do it unto the Lord. That's what it says, all things unto the Lord. And so the, if I love my wife the way I should, I'm doing it unto the Lord. If I if I chastise my children and I do it in love and I don't do it out of anger, I'm I'm doing this because of my love for God. There's a lot of things. Um, uh, talking to people, uh, ministering on Sunday mornings is a 30, 45-minute part of my Calling, you know, it's not the big thing. It's not the biggest thing I do. It's one of the smallest things I do. I won't lie. Is God's word powerful and can it change people's lives? It does absolutely. But everything I do throughout the week—the phone calls we make, the visitations we do, the helping people on the phone, the the school next door, connecting with the faculty, connecting with people, dropping off food—that um, twenty, you know, that eleven p.m. or three a.m. phone call with somebody in crisis. This is my life. Yeah, it's so beca- it's really a, a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. Mm. It's a lifestyle of love.
0: <coughs> that's it. That's a good answer. I mean that's a, that's your honest answer and that's kind of what people really want. So
1: And and just to clarify too, without going in grave detail. Yeah. Um so you grew up a pastor's kid. Mm-hmm. And from then forward, you just had, like, a perfect life.
2: Oh, yeah, it was just perfect. Yeah. No, mm. not at all. I was making sure. It was, uh, no, and and I don't think we have enough time for that testimony. Yeah, it may yeah. have to be a two-parter. Uh, Listen, hold
0: on now. I heard the song, okay? Wait, which song? The Preacher, uh, the Son of a Preacher Man,
2: okay? I've heard that <laughs> son song. Son of a Preacher Man! <laughs> No, I'm, seriously, uh, a lot of things that drove me to say yes to God are founded or have a foundation in tragedy. As I think like,
0: a lot of stories do.
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, this was like Uncle Ben getting shot with great power comes great responsibility level stuff. You know what I'm saying? It was like, um, or, or the great challenge. For those of you who know my testimony, having been called to be a minister and then right smack dab in the middle of me moving towards that. My wife leaves me for somebody else and I'm left holding a bag of calling that I feel like I'm now, you know, I'm not good enough to, to carry out. You know what I mean?
0: Well, yeah, you had, you had, you had feelings. (laughs) Uh, uh, That's not what I meant.
2: Feelings at the corner of my (laughs) mouth.
1: Well, and and to top it off, you know, if that wasn't crazy enough your environment at that time. I, I don't
2: That's want to say they weren't sick.
1: supportive, but I mean, your your work environment, you were a maintainer.
2: Yeah, it was toxic. Mm.
1: Yeah, it, it's a pretty rough. It was rough everything.
2: Drowning. I had every I could I had every opportunity to take that wrong road, you know, and yeah. and I don't mean that in like some spiritual way. Everybody has an opportunity to do that when you're in tragedy, you can go down a bad road. But I chose to keep continuing towards what God had called me to, and I felt called to. And even though I felt like I had no legitimacy to do it anymore. I mean, the big D, I mean, everywhere I went, I wore the big D t-shirt that said, divorce, you know, and and that, I mean, 15 years ago, that was like no bueno, you know? Yeah, I mean. It was you know, tough.
0: 60 years ago, that was no bueno.
2: Oh, no, that would just, I mean, talk about Salem witch trial. I mean, they would have like burned me at the stake. No, I'm serious. <laughs> They didn't really burn them; they hung them. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm just—I knew someone. No, nah, nah, but but here's the cool thing, you know. Um, I had a guy who looked past all that stuff and said, "You know what? I see a calling on. I see the calling on you, and I'm not going to let that be a disqualifier for for, for you. I'm going to give you opportunity that nobody else would." And I thought he was nuts. But he put me on a platform in the midst of all that madness. And and I still was able to walk it out, grow, develop myself, heal. And that made me a viable candidate, you know, to actually step into what I was called to. Yeah, yeah, to be a good husband again. To be a better father to my boys than I was to the, my older kids. You know what I'm saying? There was so much that I learned in that five years of wilderness between the end of one marriage and the beginning of another that radically changed how I saw everything. And it was only because I fell into the arms of Christ and I gave up. I gave up. I said, hey, I cannot do this anymore.
1: Well, and your your willingness at that point, at that low point, to be vulnerable and to to be open to a change. Something oh, that you weren't walking before, Mm-mm. and uh, you know it really paints the image of, um, you know, like the forge, yeah, and and being formed, and you know going through that, and it's not pretty at first, but the outcome, you know, you have a nice polished sword or knife or whatever it is, and it, it's it had to go through that whole process to yeah. get where it. You
2: know what though, mm-hmm. you can have a real pretty sword. Okay, you can have a. I have a really pretty sword on my on my wall at home. And it's a it's a decorative sword. If somebody was actually coming at me to try to, you know, hurt me, that sword probably wouldn't do me much good. No, because it would probably snap in half because it's just not made for battle. It's not been made and forged to to do what it's actually called to do. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people. They go through a lot of junk. They have a lot of stuff, and they try to. It's like, it's like putting lipstick on a pig. It's still an it's still a pig. Okay, but.
0: But it's a when, pretty
2: pair. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty Okay, but but yeah, I went there. No, <laughs> but but you, if you, if the sword is forged correctly, swords who, if you look at battle swords, they're not pretty. No, yeah. they're not pretty at all. But dang, they're strong. Mm-hmm. They'll yeah. run somebody straight through, and they're sharp on both sides. And the the one I have at home is not sharp at all. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to do any good, but boy, it looks good. It looks like a good sword. Okay, well, I mean, that's the mask we put on every single day. I want to look the part, but really on the inside, I'm fractured, I'm broken, and I'm really not going to be very useful, and that's where Christ comes in. At the end of my marriage, I was just a pretty sword. I had talent. I could sing.
1: Hey, You're still a pretty Thank sword. Thank you. I
2: appreciate that. But it took five years of forging me, putting me through the heat to the hot metal, beating on me, you know, yeah, yeah. beaten fold, beaten fold, beaten fold, until that iron, that iron became very strong again. I came to a place where I, I really could be used for battle again. And then when I married Carolyn, she married a strong man. I'm sorry, that's just the reality. I'm not saying I'm all that in a bag of chips, but I was such such a better husband. Yeah, by You're going a through mature, all that stuff.
1: And you've been- gone through weathered the storm and yeah
2: and now 10 years into uh, now 10 over 10 years into our marriage I I can't help but feel like God helped me walk through that purpose or that that, ish, that time for that Esther this Esther moments for such a time as this because now I can be a strong husband I can be the priest of my home I can stand up for righteousness and say no to things when I couldn't before
1: Even just taking that in a general sense and you have somebody who screwed up in their life Mm -hmm. or they're living on the street or they showed up to church drunk or they're they're wearing baggy clothes with holes in them and this and that. Or they speak up while they're sitting on the front pew and get kicked out of church because they asked the question.
2: Are you serious? No,
0: I was talking about that one guy. Wow. Yeah, uh huh. And, uh, uh. I've never done that. I only asked a question.
1: That's what I said, yeah. <clears throat> and, uh. <laughs> don't ask any more questions.
0: <laughs> it does not ask the questions.
1: <laughs> My point, circling back, is there are so many people out there that have been hurt, been scarred, what have you, and not given that chance, not given that opportunity, you know. It, instead, it's. Just judging the book by its cover oh you came in church drunk yeah you don't belong here get out go away you're a menace hey you asked a question I, I, I don't like the question that you asked get out go away
0: oh yeah that, that happened
1: <clears throat> yeah but when you give them that opportunity you sow into them a little bit you know maybe yeah. figure out what's going on here why did they show up drunk maybe they need a little help maybe they don't I don't know but you don't know if you just cast yeah, them And
2: and I, I think that, that that's what what I what I went through, and what Chuck did for me, what what the church I'll say the church who helped kind of take me in, they set such a precedent for me in helping those people that seem unhelpable, mm-hmm. like the people that walk in and they are knowingly not in a, in a good place, and. Carolyn and I both made it very clear when we planted this church that everyone is welcome. I don't care if you're red or if you're blue. I could care less if you're gay or if you're straight, if you're bi, if you're trans. I don't care. I don't care if you're rich or if you're poor, if you're black or if you. I don't care. Okay. Um. You're loved when you walked in the door. Because that's the way Christ approached everyone. That's the way it works. And then what we do is we we teach God's Word. And we let His presence, His Word, and His Holy Spirit do the work. It's not a judgment issue. This is not a, I'm, you're going to hell. That's not going to help anybody. Turn and burn, baby. That's not going to help anybody walking in the door. And I don't have... I don't have much uh, equity. I I like to use this word equity. It's a real it's a really popular word right now. Equity. I'm not using it in that particular sense, but I have not built equity in relationship with anybody like those people who just walk into the church for the first time to be able to look at them and say, you know what, you're probably going down the wrong road. Um, I haven't built that equity yet. It's only through equity that we have an opportunity to speak the truth in love and it be received. That's the difference. Okay? Now, uh, they're going to do what they're going to do, but they will experience God's love when they walk into the room. I don't care. Oh, how could you, Pastor? How could you allow that person to come in? You know what? They're not coming in, and they're not trying to influence people with their particular culture or their particular ideology. Of course, that's not what we want. But what they will experience is a flat-out free love of God uh, every time, and that's the way Christ approached people. Period. He talked to women. Yeah, I don't people? A lot of people don't understand this. Every time you see Christ talking to a woman in Scripture, it was radically controversial.
0: Mm. Oh yeah.
2: Men did not speak to women. They did not give them an opportunity to speak at all. And he met so many women at the well. He talked to women and gave the 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 prostitute. He's you know I mean he was so available to the tax collector. Um, you know there's so many people that he was just like the you know uh people people who were what we call unchurched, dechurch. I I'm just use that terminology. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I got on this road, but people that are going through stuff. But you got to understand, we're not perfect people. So come on in. You're 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 going to be in good company. You know, because none of us are perfect. Oh yeah, That's, Sorry, I got excited.
0: No, it's fine. And you know, and it's it's funny. Um, I personally watch a YouTuber called Brandon Tatum, or the Tatum Reports. And he's not um pastor or anything like that, but sometimes he says, I don't know who has to hear it, but I have to say this because it's my calling. Something is telling me to say this to any yeah. to someone. And he'll say his piece and then he's done. Yeah. And it's like, Okay, maybe something told him to tell tell the world that and somebody mm-hmm. really needed to hear it. So maybe oh, you went down that rabbit hole because somebody needs to hear it. Yeah. So, but I'm gonna cut you off. I have been cut <sighs> off. You, you have. Um, I'd like to uh, enter into a little segment we like to do here on the uh, JT and Drew show called the um, things that make you go. Mm. Things that make you go. Aww. Brought to you by the, the JT and Drew show. I got hit by a twine Hmm.
2: Termites. Blind or not. Termites, blind or not, I'm gonna go with blind. Yeah. They're their their eating patterns are absolutely erratic. If they could see, they would be making patterns in the sand or something, in the wood. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Well <coughs> according to a credible source I found today, fourteen dollar termites are not blind, but seven dollar termites are. Interesting. And that's the things that make you go, hmm. Mm-hmm. You're uh-huh. welcome. You're welcome because I didn't say seventy-one, seventy-seven, and seventy-one dollars. You're welcome. <laughs> right? <laughs> wow. So this is this is my Google. Oh yeah, they can't really read that. I mess- oh my goodness, I messed that message up so <laughs> bad today. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when Google
1: talks to text or text. To I t- love talks t- to text though. Yeah. But um, speaking of kids, JT, <laughs> um, <clears throat> what do your kids think about Christmas? Do they they enjoy the holidays? I mean, obviously they like the long presents, side. toys and stuff.
0: I know. But. Well, so my son, my oldest, just came to me earlier this year and was like. I'm going to tell you something that I have been hiding from you for a while. And I was like, what is that? That's the worst
2: thing a kid can say to a parent. I know. And he goes, I know
0: Santa isn't real. (laughs) And I (laughs) said, How old is he again? What are you talking about? Are you kidding me? Because every time Santa comes to our house, I'm having cookies and milk with him because I always make a little extra for me. And why do you think I'm so fat? you know and i and i tried and he was like look then i caught you with the presents one time cuz i looked under my door and you were setting them out and i was like wasn't me that was santa in a bathroom i don't know what to tell you
2: well i i hate to break it to you but i asked landon my he's my 5 year old just the other day I said, Landon, who brings the presents to children on Christmas? And he goes, Santa. And then I asked him, is who is Santa real? And he goes, No. He's <laughs> oh,
1: no. He's five. <laughs> Dang it. No. Well, I had a conversation with Landon the other day. Oh, I can't wait. And uh he he was slapping my belly a little bit and he goes, You got a big belly.
2: Yep. I remember.
1: And then he looked at my belly, and he looked at me, and he goes, Santa has a big belly. <laughs> and he looked at my belly again, and he looked at me. We made eye contact, and he goes, you're Santa. <laughs> and at that so point, you went, This Ordale. kid needs to get his belief system straight. <laughs> What's up, fool?
2: <laughs> no, seriously, we, we uh, Carolyn and I, we homeschool our boys. We do history. History is a big part of it. We teach them, you know, St. Nick is a real person. Oh, yeah. You know, who did deliver toys to children, you know, in, was it Switzerland? I can't remember. There's one of uh, them. one of them up there. And, you know, so and and that's, you know, uh, who they have taken and created this character of, of who Santa Claus is. But, um, you know, there's no big secret. We don't put. I mean, we don't put on cookies. We don't do. It's and it's not like a we hate Christmas, we hate Santa thing, or I'm anti mm, nothing. But it, it's just a. Uh, it's a lot of something. work. Something. It's it is a lot of work. It's like the whole fairy tale. It's not fairy tale. Uh, the uh, the uh, tooth fairy. Oh, oh, y'all don't do now, the tooth fairy. No way. They're really? like, Dad, can I have five bucks for this? And like, sure. Whatever. You know, it's like that's just the <sighs> wow. way it is. Is that a white thing? That whoa is not, that is the five dollars i mean
0: that I was is not because like the tooth fairy the tooth fairy at my house ran out of money okay i'm just saying
2: um, don't go don't go hey listen don't go um full house on on the whole you know tooth fairy thing where uh michelle comes running out going look daddy look daddy the tooth fairy came i got twenty dollars And you should see his face. Like, he's like, oh, oh, honey, that must have been. uh, It was so dark in the room that the tooth fairy didn't realize he pulled a 20. He meant to pull a $1 bill out of it. It was hilarious. I'll never forget that part of Full House. It was awesome.
1: Ooh, speaking of classics, um, classic. There was a, a man and a woman, and they had gone to bed, and the wife is getting ready. The next day is their Thanksgiving meal. Okay. And uh, that evening, as they're getting ready for bed, the husband's real gassy. And, I mean, he's letting them rip one after the next.
0: Is this an autobiography? Mm, Sounds familiar.
1: I've changed the names to protect the innocent. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go with Johnny and Sally. So he's letting them rip, and she's telling him, you know, babe, if you keep this up, you're going to end up farting your guts out. And he's like, yeah, whatever. They go to bed. Well, she's got to get up super early, prep the turkey, put it in the oven, all that stuff. So she decides, hey, this is going to be fun. She takes all the guts out of the turkey, the gizzards, whatever, lays them next to his butt in bed. Oh, my gosh. She's going about her day. He wakes up sometime later, realizes he's farted his guts out, (laughs) and he freaks out. (laughs) And you hear him yelling, and he runs downstairs, and the wife's laughing. You know, she got him. And he says, honey, you'll never believe it. You were right. I farted so much last night that I farted my guts out. He goes, but thanks to God and these two
2: fingers, I was able to put them all back in. <laughs> I knew that was going in still. It's so shocking because. Oh my gosh.
1: True. Yeah. So don't be like that guy.
2: <laughs> don't be like that guy.
1: Who, who was not me that I didn't do that no uh-uh.
2: how do you parlay out of that one? No that' was tough. that's Ew. tough.
0: <laughs> Can you though? I mean not so it's embedded in there for a minute.
2: Jeez Louise, my goodness um, uh,
0: well, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it on my end. Uh, It has been a wonderful session Uh, Pastor Michael, thanks for stopping by The JT and Drew studio
2: Yeah, for sure
0: We'd have to do it again for a part two So we can dive in a little deeper Uh, Love that Maybe we'll crack the champagne and get the candles out
2: I hate to break a tea But I don't drink alcohol
0: Well, hey, they make Welch's champagne (laughs) Champagne. I'll take the grape
2: juice Yeah, the sparkling It's sparkling Y'all, seriously, the, the, let's, that'll be a part two. <laughs> we'll have pong. to go down that road on part two <laughs> for sure. Oh well.
0: We,
1: well, yeah, we've we've definitely enjoyed having you on, and uh, look forward to next time. I love it, and
2: uh, yeah, I we'll, mean you need uh, next next time we got to figure out to do how, how to do a three mic duo here and pulling Carolyn because Carolyn boy, yeah. would be a fantastic guest because she's going to shoot straight. She is the uh, he was, you know, Trump recognized oh, him. Rush it's Limbaugh? Rush Limbaugh. Yep. Dude, she'll be she'll be the Rush Limbaugh man of, of it all. Says all she will things. lay it out. Man, she's not scared.
0: As always we like to say thank you for stopping by and listening to the podcast. Yeah, we realized that uh, you could have been doing anything
1: uh, way more productive but you chose to waste your time with us. We look forward to talking
0: about Absolutely nothing with you next time.
1: If you have any questions or topics
0: you'd like us to cover, please email us at JT and Drew Show at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash jtdrewshow.